time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody and Ototahi. Kia ora Kim, uh, not in Christchurch though, the gates have officially opened at field days. Kia ora Mani, that's right. Farmers, growers, buyers, sellers and families have all been pouring through the gates at Mystery Creek this morning. It's the first time the event, which is the largest agricultural show in the Southern Hemisphere, has been held at this time of the year. It's normally in the middle of winter but was, propo- but was postponed due to COVID settings. Our reporter Leah Tibbet is at Field Days and joins us now. Kia ora Leah, how's the first summer Field Days going? I hate to say it, but it's actually been raining for most of the morning. But the bad weather's not dampening spirits. There's a general buzz about the place because people are just excited to check out all the sights and sounds. Uh, Organiser Peter Nation says a huge amount of work has gone into getting the show up and running, and he's confident crowd numbers will be strong. I think you run on adrenaline. There's great excitement at the event. Um, You see a whole lot of familiar faces, whether it's media, exhibitors, whatever. So you you're actually within a family, so that's pretty cool. And I guess once you've been in it a while, you actually get a bit used to how to roll. Soon I'll be able to go out and see a few of the punters coming through, and you know a lot of them too, because you know, I've been in rural all my life, so there's a lot of farmers and exhibitors here that I know that you just have a chat to, and they really appreciate it. Peter Nation says exhibitor numbers are slightly down this year because some companies simply could don't have the stock to sell due to shipping delays. But he says there's still plenty to check out. And what's on offer? Have you seen anything interesting? Well, I spent a bit of time at the innovation tent this morning, and one thing that stood out was a new design which takes the hard work of picking kiwi fruit. Normally, pickers carry a bag that, once filled with fruit, can weigh about 25 kilos. That's why the University of Waikato and Zespri have designed the electronic fruit bin. University of Waikato engineering lecturer Nick Pickering explains how it works. The beauty of it is in its simplicity. So the machine rolls along about a metre every 10 seconds. People sit behind the machine or stand behind the machine picking the kiwi fruit from the canopy and the fruit softly is caught and conveys down into the bin. Normally there'd be a number of stages where the fruit's dropped and could get damaged. What we've done is got it so that this machine, when it's picked from the fruit, it goes straight into the bin that then goes onto the uh, trucks and then into the sortation facilities. So we're just trying to reduce the instances where fruit can be damaged. Nick Pickering says the e-bin means more people will be able to pick kiwi fruit. He says the bin will be tested in trials this coming season and will likely be commercialised shortly after. Thanks, Leah. That's Leah Tibbet at Field Days. Staying at Field Days, the government's announced it wants to work with the primary sector to develop a sequestration strategy. When the government's on-farm emissions pricing plan was released last month, some sequestration options put forward by the agriculture sector had been removed. That caused a huge backlash from farmers who said the proposal was unworkable. At Field Days this morning, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and Minister of Agriculture Damien O'Connor said the government was committed to sequestration sequestration being recognised and compensated for from 2025. They said work was underway to figure out exactly what scientifically robust forms of sequestration will be included. 
Meanwhile, business advisory firm KPMG says the food and fibre sector needs to forge ahead with decarbonisation if it wants to remain strong in the export market. Decarbonisation is one of the opportunities highlighted in the firm's latest agribusiness agenda, which was launched at Field Days this morning. KPMG's global head of agribusiness, Ian Proudfoot, says decarbonisation is the way of the future, so companies need to jump on board or risk being left behind. When I, I look at the New Zealand food and fibre sector, we target the premium market. And to me, zero carbon or an ability to get tracked towards zero carbon or, is going to be critical to our licence to play. It's going to be one of the key tickets. So I can only see opportunity in moving quickly towards a lower carbon future. And I think the great thing in front of us is, you know, we've, we've already had the government and some of the larger players in the sector indicate that they're prepared to invest into disruptive technology in this space. So that's going to be the difference that we can make if we can actually start to produce some of these technologies and have early access to them in New Zealand. That's Ian Proudfoot from KPMG. A US court has banned the imports of some fish species from two fisheries off the west coast of the North Island. The preliminary ruling relates to a case by Sea Shepherd to protect the critically endangered Maui dolphin, which is only found in New Zealand. The injunction applies to nine species of fish, including snapper, terakee and spotted dogfish. Michael Lawry from the non-profit marine wildlife group Sea Shepherd told Morning Report the case could bring New Zealand's trade reputation into question. If we can't comply with the world's biggest economy and, and we're marketing our fish there, you know, wild caught fish and you know, in a green haven of Aotearoa, you know, sustainably caught, all this sort of stuff, you know, we're not protecting our marine mammals. However, the chief executive of Seafood NZ, Dr. Jeremy Halson, says our exports meet the standards in the US. The injunction is around the process that the US government used to, t- to come to that determination. So they're looking to hear more argument on that matter. But as I said, NOAA in the States, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, has made that comparability finding and have found New Zealand meets the US standards. Dr Halson says the ban could cost exporters up to $2 million a year. The ban will remain in place until the US finds New Zealand's regulations for the fisheries are comparable with American standards or until the court case is fully resolved. That's the Rural News. Koe rātei purongo o te tai whenua.